Amen. Take your Bible. Take your Bible. Go with me. Matthew 25. We'll start in verse 6 and we'll go to verse 10. At midnight a cry was heard. This will be part three of uh, the rapture. So, you know, there's, there's some stuff in the back. You can, you can catch up on it. Um, there was a lot more meat left on the bone here. So, like, I'm like, man, I, I, got, I got to give you a little bit more. So, uh, Matthew 25, 6 to 10 says, At midnight a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom was coming. Go out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise, they answered, and they said, No, no, can't give you any of ours, uh, lest there shouldn't be enough for us. So you go, and uh, you go find some oil for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding. And the door was what was it? So there's going to be a little overlap, but just stay with me for a second. So, so the, the ten virgins, five wise, five foolish. Wise ones, wise, wise virgins, their lamps were full of oil. Oil in the story represents the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So, and I'll explain that more here in a minute. But those who were wise were full, and because they were full, they had light for the night. All right? Now, we know that Jesus is coming back. How many of you know that Jesus is coming back? Believe that? All right. Amen. Good. We, that, that we agree on. There, there are the controversies as to when we think he's coming back. But, but forget when. Just focus on why. Why is he coming back? He's coming back because he is in love with his bride. And the wedding, listen, the wedding's not finished. I want you to know tonight you're married. You are married as the bride of Christ. You are married to Jesus. But your, your marriage has not been consecrated and consummated yet. Consummated. It hasn't, that, what's referenced here is when Jesus comes back on that day and There'll be a day when he, he's going to crack the sky, and contrary to what others believe, he's coming back before the wrath, right? Because why would Jesus, so a little bit more overlap, why would Jesus, the Son of God, endure the wrath of the Father on Calvary Hill? Anybody believe he did that? Everyone believe he did that? Did he, do, did he, did he receive all of the wrath of the Father or just 90%? All of it. So it's either all of it or none of it that we agree upon. So if Jesus then received all of the wrath of the Father, then pardoning your sin in mind so we could receive the righteousness of God, then it would stand to reason that a, a good husband would not leave his bride that he saved and rescued from wrath. He wouldn't leave her here to endure the wrath at the end. So I believe he's coming before the seals of judgment come to the earth. Amen? So I just believe that. Now, if you don't believe that, hey, the, the force of righteousness, which is the Holy Spirit that abides in the church. Now, on the, see, see, what I'm suggesting is the force of righteousness that abides in you and I. 
on that day when he cracks the sky, he's not coming down all the way, he's gonna crack the sky. It says, it says on that day, he's gonna, he's gonna open the sky with a shout. And just like he shouted the name of Lazarus and Lazarus rose from his grave, you and I are gonna rise from our situation and we're gonna be caught up in the air to meet him and there we, thus we shall be with the Lord forever. Comfort one another with these words. Now when that happens, the Holy Spirit, which you and I are full of because we know he's coming at night. No man knows the day or the hour except the Father. But we do know that he's coming at night. Why do we know that? Because in Matthew 25, the, the virgin, the church, had to, had to have light because he was coming when the hour grew dark. So the darker it gets, the more prepared you must be. The more, the more, you know, the more awake we must live, the more sober we must live. So it says on, on that day, uh, on that night when he comes, the darker it gets, the more prepared we must be. And so on that night, five, five, think of this. The, the 10 represent the entirety of the church, the entire church, but only half was ready. And what signified ready? What was it? That's sick oil. What does oil represent? Holy Spirit. So those who were full of the Spirit had fire. I'm going to show you something in a minute. Those who were full had fire. Those who were empty, because they weren't full, they were empty. They had no fire. Do you have fire? Let me ask you something. Where's your passion? Full believers are believers who have fire. You can't fake fire. You could try to pretend it, but heaven has made it so that on the day that they were assembled in the upper room, what happened on that day? They were gathered together in one accord in the upper room. Doesn't matter where we gather. We can gather in the upper room, the bedroom, the boardroom, the bathroom. Doesn't matter what room we gather in, but it is important that something about, something happens when we gather. And it said on that day when they gathered, the Holy Spirit, go to Acts 2 for me, that scripture. I want to show you this scripture. Acts 2. Acts 2, 2 to 4 says, and suddenly there came what? There was a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind, and what did it do? It filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues of fire. There was fire on those that were filled. So anytime heaven sees a Christian full of the Spirit, Heaven must witness the, the fullness of that spirit in that believer with fire. It is God's way of saying that you're full. And you can't fake fullness. You, you ever try to do something and pretend? Let me tell you something. There are days when I've tried to, to minister and I didn't, and I just wasn't, I was empty. And you know what? Heaven has a way of letting you know you don't have enough fire 
for the darkness you're confronting. And heaven has a way of knowing whether or not a believer is full. Now, when a believer is full, it doesn't matter. Heaven will witness and say, man, there is fire on that believer. There is fire on your word. There is fire on your smile. There is fire on your presence. There is fire. Heaven is on you. I mean, there is fire. Why? Because I'm full of oil. Wherever there is a believer who is full of oil, there will always be fire. There's always going to be fire when you're full. So, the scary thing here is that I want us to see this. This is sobering. You can be a believer and not have fire. It, you can be a believer and not be full. And what the scripture says, on that day, they weren't ready because they weren't full, full of the Spirit. Paul said, be full of the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be full of the Spirit. And on that day, when Jesus came, he lifted his bride, carried her into the supper of the Lamb, and Jesus, in the, in the, in the wedding of a, of a Galilean wedding, what would have taken place is the bridegroom would have been the one, once he sat his bride down in her place, the bridegroom, Jesus, is going to go, and he's going to go to the doors, and it is the business of the bridegroom to take the doors and shut them. Why is that relevant? But what does Jesus say? I am the door. Any man who comes through me shall find rest. But, but, what, but what Jesus is saying here is that once I close that door, it's closed. So there's a, there's a door that's open and an opportunity present to be full. So So there is this vessel, and this vessel, if this vessel is full of the Holy Spirit, if it's full of the Holy Spirit, in Acts 2 we see that the witness of fullness was tongues of fire, right? So wherever there's a full Christian of the Holy Spirit, there will be fire. Passionless than believers are believers. These are believers who have given their vessel to Jesus, but they ignore the Holy Spirit. This is why Jesus said, if you talk bad about me, it's okay. It's cool. Like, you can dog me all you want, but anyone who speaks a word against the Holy Spirit, you got to be careful 
because it is the Holy Spirit that gives entrance into the, the marriage supper of the Lamb. It is the Holy Spirit that provides the oil that gives the fire, which is the proof of, of the filling of the believer. So you got to be full. Acts 2 tells us, so, so let, let me ask you a question then. How's your relationship with Jesus? See, we've created a gospel that makes it easy to be saved. But we love Jesus. We love Jesus because he, he died for us. And Jesus said, I got to go away to prepare a place for you. So it's, it's, it's important that I send the Holy Spirit to you. And it's important that you pay attention to him. Because the enemy lives in darkness. He says that he's the father of lies and there's no, there's no truth in him. He, he abides in darkness. So then if I were the enemy, I would fight very hard at the believer. I would make the believer, I would make him think that to be full of the spirit is, is extreme. I would convince the world that, that if, if, if you talk in tongues, you're one of those weird, holy, rolling believers. I would ridicule and mock the Holy Spirit because I know that if I can just detach the believer from the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit, they'll, be, they'll, they'll, they'll receive Jesus but they won't have any power. They'll have no fire. They'll be passionless about their life. And, and the Bible says in Matthew 25 that half of the church at the end of the age are going to, are going to be left behind. Now, I'm not saying they're not going to make it. All I'm saying is if you can't endure now while the Holy Spirit is present, it's going to be terrible once the church is raptured away so you have so if i'm a believer then everything in me has to fight for fullness you got to fight for fullness because the enemy is trying to you know what he's trying to do keep you dry he wants to keep you empty the last thing he can afford is for you to start walking around with a witness from heaven on your life, a flame of fire everywhere you go, illuminating the darkness, raising the dead, opening blind eyes. The last thing he wants is a full believer. So what is he going to do? He's going to consume your time. He's going to preoccupy you with trivial matter. He's going to offend you. I mean, he's just going to offend you straight out of your socks. He's going he's to offend you right out of your pew and right out of your place to be filled. Where's the place to be filled? Wherever we gather. Wherever we gather, 
there is, there's the place of fullness there because fellowship, fellowship always creates fullness. Distance always creates darkness. You don't believe me? Well, how many know that if you don't talk to somebody for a while, then there, you know what starts to creep in between you and them in that distance? Suspicion. You start wondering, why is he looking at me like that? How come he said that the way he said that? Why you talk to me like that? Did you hear what so-and-so said? I did hear what they said. Oh, my goodness. I knew it. I knew that. I knew that. But, why, but only, that only happens if there's distance between you and them. So offense loves distance. Remember the next time you get offended. Remember the next time something happens or somebody gossips around you. Remember that because that's where the devil loves to dwell, right in the middle of that darkness. And what's he trying to do? Trying to keep all those believers empty. The last thing he can afford is for a believer in Jesus to be full of the Spirit. Now, go with me to Luke 4. Verse 1. Luke 4, verse 1 says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, what did that just say? Jesus then. Je <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. It said he came back from the Jordan, and Jesus was filled with the Spirit. Now, if you go back a little ways, what you're going to read is that when Jesus comes out of the water, the Holy Spirit comes down and descends upon him. But if you read a little further, what you'll find out is that the Holy Spirit filled him. I don't mean to mess with your theology, but I don't think God makes it that hard to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. I know we like to equation things and we like, we, we, you know, we like to write, you know, we like to, you know, map things out and say, you know, we got, you got to do it the Romans road. And you got, you know what? Jesus saved me in a drunken state, uh, laying out in the backyard with three inches of snow on me, rose me from the dead, spoke to me in a drunken state, right, raised me right up out of the grave. I didn't need Romans road to tell me I was saved. I didn't need, I didn't need a sequence of prayers to tell me I was saved. I didn't need to come to the altar to tell me I was saved. I had an experience with Jesus, and as soon as I had that experience with Jesus, I was full of the Spirit. So I don't need to mess with nobody's theology here, you know. But, but it said that Jesus got baptized in water, and when he got baptized in water, the Holy Spirit came upon him and then went in him. And then because the Holy Spirit went in him, it was preparing him for his wilderness experience. So, let me, so Jesus does this to show us the importance of a life that is fully immersed in the Holy Spirit. When you're baptized, if you're baptized real good, real good, you know what I mean? That's why I like Lorraine, because you get baptized good, good. It ain't like you little fish tank, you down there, you know. You're... No, you're here, 
somebody's in the water with you, you're going all the way down to the bottom till bubbles come up. And what Jesus is communicating is the power of the Holy Spirit that immersion creates fullness. And if you're going to be full, see, the only way you can get, only way you can get the fire is if you're full. Immersion guarantees fullness. What we try to do, we try to do, we got some stuff we're dealing with. We try to get it out of there. We try, to, we try in our own efforts to get to deal with our sin, deal with our anger. We try to deal with our offense. We try to deal with our bitterness. We try to deal with our gossip. We try to deal with our pride. We're trying to reach down inside of us somehow by our own efforts and get that thing out of here. But what, what Jesus is communicating here is that a life that is baptized in the Holy Spirit, a life that is baptized, a life that is fully immersed in the Lord, once, once you get fully immersed in the Lord, what will happen is you get in there enough and what will happen is everything in your life will come out. Like you get, you get, like, you know, if you, you can go down there a little bit and, all right, I got a little bit. But if you get down in there all the way, you let your life get immersed in the Holy Spirit. I mean, you jump all the way in. You know what? You know why most believers struggle? Because they're halfway. Because they're halfway. They're, they're halfway. They're like, they're like, I got Jesus. I know Jesus. You ever ask somebody if they know Jesus? I know Jesus. What did Peter say? Peter said this. Go to, go to uh, Acts 2.38. Peter said to them, this is what Peter said. Has this great outpouring, God's spirit. And Peter said, repent, every one of you, and be what? He said, be baptized. What is he saying? you got to be immersed. Now that you've changed your mind, repentance is simply to change your mind. It's not a Christian cuss word. It just means to change the way you think. When you change the way you think, you'll change the direction you're going. You're going to change the, you're going to change the way you think. And then once you, you repent, what you're going to do is you're going to take your life now. Symbolically, you're going to get baptized. And, but it's, it's more than symbolism. It, it, it represents the immersion of the believer into the fullness of the Spirit. And what, what Jesus is suggesting here and what Peter's saying is like, now that, you, now that you've, you're saved, now take your life, go get baptized. And when you get baptized, here's what's going to happen. You're going to be, you're going to, let me read it for you. Peter said, repent, let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin, and you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice there wasn't this other thing they had to do. They, they were baptized, and when they were baptized, the Spirit filled them. And so what I'm suggesting to you tonight is if you're going to be ready, if you, if you want to be ready, if you want to live a ready life, it's going to require an entire immersion of your, you're going to have to jump all the way in. You can't, you can't just be full on Sundays. You know, like Sundays is not going to be enough. You're going to have to like be full, all the way full. So passion, fire costs everything. It, it, it's going to require an immersion. 
If you want to be full, really full, you're going to have to take your whole life and jump all the way in with the Holy Spirit. Immersion creates fullness. It closes the distance. Immersion has sustaining power. Look what Jesus said. It says that Jesus, when he was baptized, he returned, filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he was led by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit took him to the fight. He was full of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit said, let's go fight. The last thing you want to do is be empty and say, let's go fight. You won't win. You won't win. You're not going to win. You, you, you just, you don't, you'll never want to go into a fight if you're not immersed. You want to be full of the Spirit. So immersion has sustaining power. It gives you enough light for your night. It, 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 it comes up. Now it's every crack and crevice of your body. You've not given the enemy any opportunity to any space in your life. There's nothing there. Why? Like David said, oh, Lord, search me and know me. Like, go through me. Let not there be any sin in my life. How do you do that? If you get all the way in with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, that's the only way to do it. Got to get all the way in. Got to be immersed. Immersion creates holiness. It'll drive out the sin. Everybody's doing the cold plunge. I did it the other day. It was, it was terrible. I did it for Rachel. She tricked me. She said, she said Troy, let's, let's, let's go jump in, the, in the, the cold plunge thing. And I said, okay, I'll do it if you do it. So she gets out there, and she steps in to her waist. And I had already said I was going to do it. So then I get in, and I go all the way down. All the way down, but I didn't go all the way in. I left my head up. Let me tell you something. There was three inches of ice in there. You, you, my toes, I couldn't feel them. I did it for one minute, and like it was, it, it, it took everything in you to like stay in the water. And I feel like if you're gonna live this life, of immersion, it's going to take everything in you. It's going to require all of your focus. You're going to have to be sober. You're going to have to pay attention. The enemy, you're going to have to be fully committed to this life of immersion. So uh, I, want to, I want to encourage you tonight to create a life that is immersed, to create a life that's immersed in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So there's, there's four areas in 2023 I want to encourage every believer here tonight to, to immerse into the presence of the Holy Spirit. The first area is your personal life. Your personal life. Now, when I say your personal life, I'm talking about asking the Holy Spirit Abiding in the presence of the Holy Spirit, say, fill my mind, my will, and my emotions. Fill, fill my mind. Fill my will, not my will, but your will. Fill my will and fill my emotions, my feelings. 
I don't want to feel what the world wants me to feel, what the enemy wants me. I want to feel what you feel, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, if, if you're immersed, it's going to require all of your attention and diligence. Now, here, here's some practical advice. Immersion now, take your fun life and immerse it in the, in the spirit of the Lord. Right? <laughs> take your fun life. This is what I mean. Like, take your secular life, the life you, that, that part of your life that's not with you on Sunday, and baptize that thing in the presence of the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? What do you watch on TV? What do you look at on your phone? What's your conversation look like if it's baptized in the Holy Spirit? If, if, if your personal life was baptized in the Holy Spirit, how would it affect your, your sacred life? How would, it, ask yourself this, like to yourself. If I were to take the life that, that nobody really knows about in this room, if I were to take that part of my life and I was to put it in the, all the way down in there with, it, with the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to bring conviction, correction, edify me, if I were to take that life, what would that do to the flame in my life? And it's, I, would, I would guess to say that it would make your flame burn a whole lot taller and a whole lot hotter. So take your personal life in 2023. How many want your business to, to like increase in 2023? Right, if you run a business, like or you, you work, your work life. You, you wanna make more money in 23, raise your hand. You wanna make more money, that should be everybody. You wanna make more money in 23? Here's how I'll tell you how to do it. Take your personal life and put it in a tank with the Holy Spirit. Because, because if you want to improve your work life, you got to improve your personal life. The way you rise is you rise yourself first, and that's how you'll rise. So take your personal life and baptize it in the Holy Spirit. Number two, take your family. Now ask yourself this. What can you do in your family to put them in the, in the water? How do you immerse your family. How do you change the environment in your home to where it saturates the entire atmosphere while your family is in it? One of the things I've noticed a change in the last six or seven days. Uh, you know, they, they, we, we used to have YouTube TV. So uh, you go and you subscribe to these things and you use a credit card. Well, I thought, man, I don't really watch this thing that much. But when I do, it's just, you know, it's whatever. And, and about six days ago, the subscription came up and said, unless you pay for this, it's going away. And I was like, cool, I'm going to save myself about 100 bucks. Bye. And so it went away. And immediately I noticed that the atmosphere in my house suddenly shifts. There's an immersion now. There's no more of that, and now it's, it's the Word, and now it's books, and now it's, it's teachings on, on YouTube, uh, the other YouTube that's free, you know, it's, that's on that one. It's now, all of a sudden, because of that little shift, now, all of a sudden, the atmosphere in my home is getting hotter by the second. What can you do in 2023 to take your family and immerse them in the presence of God. Maybe you could do something like this. Maybe you could uh, 
turn the worship music on when you're not there. So when you come home, immediately you walk into the immersed presence of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you could begin to, uh, uh, there was a movie we shared with all of our kids the other day. It was like, it was all about the rapture and all of that. And, and all of a sudden, you can tell there's this engagement with our kids and, and, and the family now is suddenly, the, 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 the fire on the family is getting hotter and, and taller. Like maybe you could begin to have dialogue and conversation about the scriptures or, or maybe, whatever you can do to change the atmosphere in your home that brings your entire family into the immersion. How do you take, like what are you gonna do with your marriage in 2023? Like, are you, how, how can you take your, chi- your children, your spouse, how can you immerse them, get them in the water with you together, all the way under in the presence of the Holy Spirit in 2023? How, and number three, corporately, corporate immersion. It's not okay and we fight for this a lot. What's the priority in our services, Ash? Presence. If you ask anybody on the worship team, you ask anybody in the ministerial staff, pastoral staff, you say, what's the, what's the priority? Presence. I think I want to change it. What's the priority? Immersion in the spirit. Well, I mean, we want this place to be wet with God's presence, just, just saturated in the presence of God. And, this, and you'll notice, what you'll notice is, like there'll be times when I'll, I'll, I'll stand there and, and we'll be going and, and I'm like, man, we're not there yet. It's not, we can't move. We, we can't move until there's an immersion of the Spirit. And like, we can't be satisfied. And I just wanna challenge you not to allow yourself to get lazy in the Spirit. Not to settle for just a little bit of oil. You know, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Now, you know what? Let's move on. That was pretty good. What would happen if every time we gathered together, because there's something about the gathering, right? There's something wherever there's two or three in my name, there was always this outpouring. What did, you, what did God say in Joel? What did he say in Acts? He said, in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on everybody. I mean, I'm your sons, your daughters, your old, your young. Like everybody's going to be baptized by my spirit in that there's something about the gathering. And What would happen if when we gather, we don't settle for just like half of the oil? What would happen if we all sold out? I mean, what would happen if we all ran to the altar? What would happen if we all danced at the altar? What would happen if we all fell at the altar? What would happen if we all bent at the altar? What would happen in our lives? What would happen in our homes? What would happen in our churches if we all just contended for the fullness of the Spirit and said, I'm not leaving this place until there's an immersion in my life, until my mind, my will, my emotions are thoroughly washed in the presence of the Lord. I'm not moving. What would happen? What would happen? But you know, like, when it's corporate, here's the thing. You got something to do with it. You got something to do with it. And like a passionless believer is an empty believer. And the only way an empty, see, listen, and we're all going to be there. There there are going to be days when we're going to be empty. And there's there's no condemnation, right? There is no condemnation there. But what there is is correction. Because we can't come in empty and then leave empty. When the fullness of the Spirit is available, 
I mean, you walk through the scriptures and all you see is the fullness of God's spirit being poured out. And if the fullness of God's spirit is the reason we're gathering, why are we leaving prematurely? Why are we walking out the doors until he's moved, until we're, we're convinced, no, God showed up. Man, God showed up. There's not a dry eye in here. The booger's running down my face. You know, like I'm laid out in the presence of the Lord. That's how you know. He said, man, I'm not settling for the first verse of the song. I'm going back in. I'm going to contend for the thing. I'm not going to sit in my seat. I'm not just going to sit there and just like, well, that's okay, you know. No, I'm going to get out of my seat. I'm going to lift my hand. Oh, why? Because my soul does magnify the Lord. My spirit already does. But my soul does magnify the Lord. He, he abides in the praises of God, his people. Like, if he abides in the praises, then you got something to say then corporately we've got to stop being so comfortable with our ins and our outs and, and the times that we have. There is no time schedule. There is none, you know what I mean? Like, the, what's the time schedule? Jesus shows up, Holy Spirit fills every believer, tongue talking, fire walking, breathing, there's a fire everywhere, you know what I mean? It's got to be that way. Yes. What would happen? So in 2023, let's make a covenant agreement. We're going, we're going to put ourselves in, immerse. We're going to immerse ourselves in God's spirit. We're going to do everything we can. We're going to take every crack of my life, every crevice, every sin, every, every wrong thought, every word that was incorrect, everything in my life. I know God search me and know me and, and, and cleanse my heart. I, I want, I'll fill every crack. Fill it all, God. I'm going to take my family. I'm going to put them in the water with me. We should put a big swimming pool in here. Just jump in the water, man. Like we're, just, we're just fully jumping in. And you got to contend corporately. Corporately, this is it. You got something to do with it. Where's your fire? Tell me where. Why are you, why are you, why are you passionless? Why do you cheer more for the Cleveland Browns? They stink. They're no good. Jesus is good all the time. He never loses. He raises the dead. Man, he'll, he'll, he'll. So then, community. Let's immerse the community. I'll, I'll never forget, you know, the first time I had, I'd seen, it's funny you're here tonight. I, I, I saw Marlon. After years, we grew up together, third grade. We've been best friends since third grade. Fell off somewhere around high school. He went somewhere, I went somewhere. And, and I, I was driving down Oberlin Avenue. I seen him at a gas station. And I pulled over and I gave him a word. And he looked at me like I had been drinking or something. And, uh, and, and I just got back in my car. And some years later, I walked in uh, Trader Joe's and there he was. And, and uh, I said, hey, how you doing? Man, tears filled his eyes. And he, I'm not good. I said, I said, oh, well, here's the thing, man. Having this event at my house later tonight or you know, a couple days later, you know. I said, you should come over. Hang out with me, man. Just come over and hang out with me. It was a setup. <laughs> it was a cold setup, man. It was something out of a gangster movie. He walked in. 
he sat down. All, a lot of you were there, you know, and y'all just assumed he was saved. So you was talking to him, to, but you didn't know him. So you started giving him prophetic words and stuff, you know. I'll never forget, like, Pastor Branley comes over and says, man, I really see God saying this and God saying that, man. God bless you, brother. Another guy walk over and say, man, dude, I see this, I see that. And Marlon's just sitting there looking at him. They're white, they're black, they're young, they're old, you know. He's just like, at, at, at some point, the Holy Spirit was so immersed in my backyard on Jaycox Road. The Holy Spirit, you know that the Holy Spirit can fill a geographical location if the church would just go there with that intent? And, and we gathered with that intent. And I'm telling you, there was an immersed, there was a big old bathtub in my backyard that night. You could, you could take the Holy Spirit and grab it with your hand. That's how thick it was. And I looked over at Marlon, got tears in his eyes. He leaned over to me. He had no idea what was happening. He just knew he was in, he was like down all the way down at the bottom of the Holy Spirit tank. Like he was, he was down there and God was just taking everything out of him. He was, bubbles was coming up, you know? And he, he looked over at me and he said, what is this that I'm feeling? And I said, oh, that's Jesus. I said, that's Jesus. This is a setup, bro. I'll tell you more about him later, but just have fun, you know. And then I went and did some more later that night. You know, it gives us heart to Jesus. But he was, it was immersed. What would happen if we invaded the community? If we gathered in the community like they did on that day? And we said, Holy Spirit, come, and, come into this place. Blow down every street we walk down. And when, you, when we get there, let the wind of heaven fill it so much that it fills every believer. Let the oxygen of heaven come and fill every believer. And when the oxygen of heaven comes and the oil is poured out, let a fire come to witness that the church has come. The church is here. The bride that is wise with the oil has arrived on the scene and she's got the light for the darkness. She's got the shade for your sin. She's got, she's got the fullness for your emptiness. You just come, come, because the water's deep and it's refreshing. You can be, it can refresh you. He said, be, be repentant and let the Holy Spirit baptize you and be, refresh you. What would happen if we did that? So let's stand tonight as we close. And, and what is a simple prayer tonight as we close? But it's a prayer it's a prayer that says I'm not satisfied just being saved I want to be full and you're either in a fight or getting ready to go into one and, and Jesus, Jesus said, listen, the degree to which I can fight for you is dependent upon how full you are. I, I, can, I can advocate for you, but the advocate for you on the earth is the Holy Spirit. And if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, I'll be talking to the Father. And no, there will be no witness to you to let you know it's all going to be okay. Because that's what the Holy Spirit does. 
Holy Spirit, if you're full of the Holy Spirit, you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death full. I got a light for the night, baby. I'm good. The doctor can say what they want. You know what? I got light for my night. I'm good. You can lose everything in your life. You can, you, every dollar could go away. You can say, I got light for my night. Holy Spirit can just tell you, it's going to be okay. God's got another way. It's going to be okay. But if, if there's no fullness, there's, you start panicking. You start, you start wondering, where's God? Where's God? Where's God? I thought, I thought you loved me, Jesus. Jesus, I thought you said you'd never leave me nor forsake me. He said, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not. But, but you're ignoring the third person of the Trinity. You're ignoring them. You, I'm not here no more. I want you to know Jesus is not here. He's there, wherever that is. He's in heaven. He's preparing a place for you and me as this bride. He said, I'm leaving and I'm going to go take care of things. Now, when I go, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. He, he's going to tell you everything you need to know. He's going to tell you when to turn. He's going to tell you He's going to comfort you. He's going to light the darkness. He's going to reveal truth. He's going to give you discernment. 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 He's going to give you discernment, man. You know what's missing today? You know why the church don't have no discernment? She got Jesus, but she don't got the Holy Spirit. And if I've ever seen three years witness of the fact that the church is devoid of the Holy Spirit, it's been the last three years. The last three years, it's a warning. It's a warning. It's telling the church, you got to get full. You got to get full. You got to get full. You got to get all the way in. You got to get all the way in. Why? Because you don't got no Holy Spirit. You got no discernment. You're doing stuff you shouldn't be doing. You're participating in this and you're doing that and it's detrimental for you if you just listen I'm talking to you Paul said man I pray in the spirit more than anybody he said I pray in the spirit why because when I pray in the spirit I'm talking I'm talking I'm not talking Jesus did something powerful before he raised Lazarus this is what he did before he raised Lazarus, he stood there at that, at that cave. And he said, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. He said, you always hear me. And then he said, Lazarus, watch this. He said, he said watch this, everybody. He don't always hear you, but he always hears me, Jesus said. I thank you, Father, that you always hear me when I pray. Lazarus. Get up. Come on out here. Tell everybody hi. Lazarus got up and came out. You know 
The most effective prayer you could pray is a prayer when you're full of the Holy Spirit. You get full of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you, like everybody makes this real complicated, this, this baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's just a filling of the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit fills you, here's what's going to happen. You're going to get so full of the Spirit, there will be no earthly words to describe what you're going through. You want to know what talking in tongues is? It is when you get to the moment where you're so full of His Spirit that your words can no longer, they're no longer earthly. They're no longer of this place. They're suddenly now, now the language of heaven, it just comes out of you in that moment. Why? Because you're full. And you've got to be full. Fullness, a full believer is a ready believer. And a ready believer is a believer that heaven heaven witnesses a full believer you say it doesn't matter God before me who could be against me though 10,000 rise up against me doesn't matter what I go through I can stand in Pharaoh's court and tell him what it is why because I'm full of the Holy Spirit because heaven's witness is right over top of me because the fire of God where's your passion where's your fire if you don't have any fire tonight got to ask God, fill me. Fill me, God. Come on, close your eyes tonight with me. It's just you and God. You need this fire. You need this fire. Burn it up, God. Fill me. Fill me again. Fill me again. Fill my life. Fill every personal area. Every area I've, I've, I've used to keep you out of. Fill me, God. Fill the areas of my life where there's sin in my life and there's sin in my heart. Fill that area. I can't get, I can't get it out. I can't quit, but I know if, you're, if you fill me, it will leave me. And right now, addiction leaving you. Right now, the lust is leaving you. Right now, pride leaving you. Right now, covetous leaving you. Because why? Because the Holy Spirit's filling you. He's filling you and He's filling you and He's filling you and He's filling you. I give my family to you. Fill my home, God. Fill our homes, our families, our marriages. Fill our homes, Holy Spirit. We covenant to live immersed corporately. We covenant, God. We're not leaving your presence until there's fullness. Fill our communities. Fill us so much, God. That your Holy Spirit begins to transform just by the mere presence of your church in a place. Covenant to live immersed in your presence here tonight and you've never given your heart to Christ, you've never accepted Jesus, pray this prayer with me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me my sin, I repent, come into my heart, make me brand new, I surrender my life to you, take it now, fill my life, every crack, every crevice, every area, fill me to overflow Fill my cup. Fill this vessel, oh God. Give it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Live full this week.
live full in 2023. We're praying for you. We love you. God bless you. Live right. Love everybody. Altars are open if you want to come. Spend some time with us. God bless you.